What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I'm confused. Let's start there. Why? Somebody call in because we popped on the old television a few minutes early, a few minutes ahead of time. We were ahead of schedule (laughs) and we caught the end of what I believe was Maths UK. You believe correctly. Okay. Somebody call in to let me know. Was some poor lady blindly matched with a guy that has a full face of tattoos? Well, she has tattoos too. She has a little face tattoo too. Uh, she had a she had a lip piercing of sorts or a, uh, a cleft piercing. Yeah, but that is a tattoo under her eye. Okay, that's a very mild tattoo. Yeah. It looks like she fell asleep on a test paper. It doesn't, it's not a, anywhere near. This guy's face, and don't get me wrong, he seemed like a very sweet man. A very sweet sure. man. Sure. His face looked like my book cover in high school. <laughs> it was full of doodles. I, I think hope. I saw a peace sign. I saw like that. All kinds. That is like 3D a 3D cube. I saw the sword. S. I saw the three-dimensional S that you Yeah, there's a sword. It looked like my high school biology book. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great example because, yes, I've been there, done that. <laughs> it did not have his initials and her initials from what I saw, but who knows? Well, not yet. I, I, did they say yes? Yes, it did. <laughs> they decided yes. to stay. And honestly, I do not fully understand Merit First Sight UK or Australia because we don't watch it, guys. I know you always tell us we must, especially the Australian version, but it's such a big commitment. It's every single day, like five times a week. We just can't. I, I cannot. I, we just cannot take on any more things, even for fun. So I'm kind of lost, but I think what's happening is like it, it's on TV multiple times a week and then they do this discussion in front of everyone and decide to stay or leave. We don't know. We no, have, we don't. We don't know. We, we are speaking out of Colin. school. We are speaking out of school here. Um, but let us know, or maybe we just have to do a quick Google search because it does seem every time we turn it on, there's a panel of judges or experts. There's 30 people sitting around them. Everyone looks miserable. Mm-hmm. It's very concerning and confusing. There's the- only one couple that kind of looks happy. They always like a hug on the couch. Uh, this is like two people. She has like long hair. I was too focused trying to decipher what this man's face was trying to say. <laughs> I just hope that he is a tattoo artist or he is a... Not a guidance counselor, hopefully. A, a chef at a hip food truck sure. kind of restaurant. Something that it's it's okay for him to have a face filled with tattoos. Or a chef at a truck stop. Either or. But yes, sure. there, there's, a, there's a niche <laughs> career. For, for a face like that. Or a truck driver, I was going to ask. A truck driver. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, something. I hope he's not like an HR for an insurance company. Right. Right. A truck driver is not a, not a bad job. They make a lot of money. I'm they sure make a some, lot of money, but it's hard. It's, a, it's very hard. And you're away from your fam. You have to drive these well, big ass trucks. That's long haul. You could do short haul trucking and mm. you could make a pretty penny. I'm sure we have some truckers listening. Yeah, Colin. Hit us on the CB if you're a a trucker. Yeah, I always find it interesting that 
you drive these big ass trucks and some of you just go so fast on the highway. I'm like, do you even know what you're towing? Well, think about it. You get so used to driving that truck. You get so comfortable. That's the main reason I wouldn't get a motorcycle is because I think the first week, the second week, I'd be very responsible. But then after a few months, I'd get so comfortable. I'd be riding without a helmet. I'd be going 90 down the highway. No, you would not. I would. You get so comfortable that you just, you get a little reckless. Well, it's the same with the car. You get comfortable, but you still wear your seatbelt. True. You still pay attention. Not everyone, unfortunately, hence all the car accidents out there, but you still pay attention. And I think every single time I do something dumb, like I speed up in the garage and there is a car, I'm always like, shit, stop. Stop doing it and you you live, you learn. I don't think you should ever get so comfortable that you just go YOLO. Yeah. If you guys are listening to this while you're driving, a truck, a motorcycle, anything. A car. A car, most likely. Yeah. Just realize that if you're speeding, even if the speed limit is 65 and you're going 85 because you're late to get to work, you're not going to get there that much faster. At most, what? You're going to save two minutes if you add up all the time. It's not worth the risk. So deep breath, slow down. You'll get there when you get there. And here's the best tip that I can give anyone that takes the pressure off. Let the person know you're going to be late. I think you're always racing against the clock because you want to be there on time. You want to look good and responsible. Okay, well, it's not going to happen. You're going to be late. Just tell them, hey, going to be five minutes late. Boom, pressure's off. Enjoy the drive. Enjoy the pod. I gave up a long time ago. What I did was that... What'd you give up on? Just trying to make it to work by 8. So then I just decided to start working at 8.30. If that's an option (laughs) in your life, guys, well, count your lucky stars. Oh, okay. All right. Before we get into the show, real quick, we're on Instagram, at Married Reality Pod. Check us out there. Give us a follow. Message us. Share your thoughts. Call in over there. Let us know what's going on with Maps UK, Maps Australia. It's off the it's off the wall. These shows. So let us know at Married Reality Pod on Instagram. Also, join us on the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/MarriedReality. You know we got a ton of stuff going on over there. We got seeking brother husband. We got love in paradise. We don't have to tell you. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality for audio, video, ad-free episodes. It's all over there. And the bonuses. And the bonuses for the family of fair level monthly. And then once in a while, we just throw the entire Patreon family a bonus. And you can chat with us. And you can chat with other friends. You can chat with us on Instagram as well. We don't charge you to chat with us. But yeah, there's a little community and people message and comment and it's fun over there. So Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Also, make sure you're just following the podcast right here, right now, because sometimes we drop episodes that we don't announce and you want to make sure you're following the podcast so you get them when we drop them and sometimes life gets in the way so we drop the episodes a couple of hours late or a day unfortunately Whoa. it happens Therese, Therese but you still know Teresa's is doing a backwards job of selling the follow we're I'm professional we, we, we drop episodes on time Teresa, sometimes we drop bonus episodes sometimes we drop extra <laughs> and so you want to follow the podcast not that we're delayed <laughs> Should we go the Should we go the speed limit? I was just trying to be honest. We go the speed limit and we we arrive on time. Oh, we do in ninety percent. But of sometimes the time, we but. sometimes we show up with Dunkin' Donuts for the office. Sometimes we have bonuses for Ooh. our friends. Okay, and that's why you want to follow the podcast so you get the bonuses. Oh, I love the people who do that. All right, Teresa. So <laughs> follow the podcast. And last but not least, if you haven't left the review, please do. We love. 
We love the reviews. We love love. If you haven't left a review, it would mean the world to us. It really would. It's all we ask is if you could drop a review. If you leave five stars and write something, we'll read it on the 90-day podcast. So check it out. Leave a review if you can. And that is the housekeeping. Yes. All right. Should we do it? Should we talk about it? The reason we're here, Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 17. A lot of group activity here. Uh, it was all a group activity. It was really all group activities. Then they broke off in, into the couples. Little to, chats. To, to, to chat, to check in. Yeah. It's a, a chat and check, if you will. Ooh. Okay. Not you. Or, different, or, different kind of check. Ch- <laughs> I didn't even know that. Chat in. A chat in. Chat instead in. Of a, instead of chatting, instead of chat ch- instead in. Instead of a check in. Yeah. Or chatting. We should open up. You always talk about opening up a bed and breakfast. Ah, uh, that's that's my retirement plan. Here's the name of it. What? The check in. Ooh. But check C Z E C H. I love it. Check in. And then I hopefully love it. you never check out. No, that's the horror spin on the B and B. But no, the check in. I think that B and Bs are so lovely. And they've been around for hundreds of years, and they're still popular. So I'm sure that when by the time we retire, hopefully uh-huh. one day, that's still going to be going. And I would love to have a little B&B and like make breakfast for our friends who are going to stay with us and pay us their hard-earned money so we have something to live off of okay. when we're old. All right, dream big. <laughs> so, so these couples aren't staying at a B&B. They're at a very nice cabin. But... They're a little under the weather this first morning here at this cabin. Well, especially one person, the party animal of the group. Clint. He, okay, so everyone I think was a little tuned up. Clint, he was still wearing his makeup from the night before. He didn't take off his face from the night, <laughs> right? Didn't He looked fine. He had his eye liner Oh, I didn't see that. From the night before, I think. Well, that says it all. That says it all. And the last thing I want to do when I wake up hungover is a photo shoot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, an old-timey Western photo shoot. But that is what is on the schedule for today. Yeah, I feel like, oh, I was going to say, I haven't woken up hungover in a while, but that's a lie. That's I absolutely a lie. In check. That was real bad. I think you've woken up hungover after that. That's been no. months. Yeah. But just think about it. We don't drink that much anymore. We drink like adults. Fair. I'm trying to think, but... Like sometimes okay. I wake up with headache, but usually I still go to the gym. I still function. But in check, that was so bad. Especially because my mom forced me to go with her to the Ooh. cemetery. And I got so sick in the car. Yeah. So everyone's going to get their photos taken at this old-timey photo shoot. Except Clint and Gina, because I... I think he was too hungover to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. They go to a, to an event later in the afternoon. Clint makes it, but he's still admitting, oh, I'm very nauseous. Oh, I feel him. Like just, just think about those moments when you just feel like shit, but there is something you have to do, so you kind of do it, and but you, you don't want to be there. You have to be on camera. People are telling yeah. you where to go, the lights. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's only one part of being hungover that I actually enjoy, and it's the moment when you start feeling uh-huh. better. Totally. And then you just feel like you want to eat anything, 
and you were okay with it. I completely agree. Right? I completely agree. And then you get like Moe's or a popcorn chicken from Publix and it Shout out to them. makes your day. It really is the whole <laughs> you can't appreciate the sunshine without rain. It's basically that. I you, guess. You can't appreciate feeling good without feeling bad. Yeah. First. So, okay. Shaq and Chris... Nicole and Kirsten, they're doing this photo shoot. They got to pick out outfits. They got to get in the vibe. Yeah, I said, oh, guys, you're probably going to hate me, but I, I did not like this. I did not like this at all. Because of the cultural appropriation? No, because of the outfits. I, know, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I don't think they wash these outfits. Oh, and absolutely not. Guess like yeah, and putting a hat on. Yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know who goes there. Like, I'm creeped out by everything and everyone after the pandemic, meaning germs, and just like I'm not gonna be putting random clothes on in in a town that a lot of people go to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. So- I was surprised Shaq did that. Because I feel like he has a similar personality as me when it comes to germs and stuff. He seems very, like, clean and organized. and Maybe. I'm like, why why are you wearing that? Maybe. I was asking myself, why are they wearing that? Because the guys looked like they were at a five-year-old's birthday party. (laughs) The women looked like high-end cocktail waitresses. They're like a 65-year-old birthday party. They looked sharp. The, The guys, not so much, but... They did it. I guess they had fun with it. There was a little conversation, a little check and chat here amongst the couples where Shaq is telling Chris that you guys give us all hope. When I look at you and Nicole, you give us hope. I think that's because they do a better job at hiding their issues than some of the other couples. I think it's also because Chris is like a toilet. I think he can easily flush him. Like I, I do like Nicole. But seeing her little moments, her little freak outs, mm-hmm. like that would bother me. Yeah. Uh, I get bothered by Chris more than I get really? bothered. Oh, we'll get into it later. Chris stinks. Well, Chris, Chris is one of the I worst on this show. I think he talks a lot. I think he talks a lot and he tries to portray himself as the perfect husband who takes care of everyone. But yeah, I do remember how selfish he was when it came to the dog. Everything is selfish. He stinks. Well, not everything, but yeah, he is, he has selfish moments. He thinks and acts like a victim, but he is the furthest from it. I don't like it at all. I don't like his behavior at all. And I don't like how he somehow manipulated everyone into thinking he is this great partner. He is this huge sacrificer. Yeah, I think he would have been fine if he didn't portray himself as, oh, the good guys always finish last and I'm always so good. Like, if he didn't start with that and he was just being himself. Sure. Because I think the bad thing about him is that he keeps justifying how good he is and putting it out there, how good he is, how selfless he is. And it's like, well, are you really? Because it's okay. Like, I am not, I'm selfish. I'm selfish, not when it comes to you, but when it comes to a lot of things. Everyone has to be. Everyone needs to to be be a little selfish. So like for me to walk around and say, oh, I am selfless when it comes to certain things, but I'm also selfish and it's okay to be selfish. It's a balance. You need to take care of yourself too. Absolutely. And so 
being only selfish is a whole different story. I hope you guys know where I'm going with this. But him walk, walking around saying he's not, he's just selfless and does everything for everyone. I think that's why we see him as like, okay, bro. Because like overall, like he's not that bad. No, you're right. Him putting that out there, I then judge everything against that. And it's the same thing with Nicole. When we met her, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm hard to deal with, right? So we started with it. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like she's going to be nuts. Right. But she isn't. I see her moments coming out. Sure. But it's not bad. She just put it in our heads. So did Chris. Yeah. All right. Enough about this photo shoot. This photo shoot was lackluster. <laughs> Let's get to Lumberjack feud because now we're talking. You know what was the lamest part about this photo shoot? I have to say it. Besides the outfits? Yeah. The guys kept holding this fake bag of money in every shot. Oh, yeah. In every shot. Yeah. It's horrible. I don't like that at all. It's like an emoji. I don't like that at all. Yeah, you could have had a lot more fun. Get a lasso, get a rifle. Or like hold it in one photo. Like every single photo. They're (laughs) holding a bag of fake money. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Okay. Lumberjack feud. Everyone is there except for Eris because he had to, to go to Nashville for work. And it's actually a good thing because Clint doesn't really want to participate, so Gina can hang out with uh, Jasmine. Yeah, now this is something I would do. I would absolutely do. And we always talk about how we need to go back to the Smokies. Yes. And we're definitely going to go here. Timber sports. I love it. I visited the website immediately. You did? And I fell in love even more with it because... Across the front page says, channel your flannel. I'm sold. <laughs> Teresa, you know me. I, I'm wearing. You're wearing. I'm, you're channeling right now. I'm wearing flannel right now. You're channeling right now. Yeah. And I used to watch these competitions on TV all the time growing up. Really? I'd pop that right on. Watch the log rolling. I used to want to roll on a log so bad. I can't tell you how much fun I thought that was. I like uh, chopping wood. I would chop. This is what I, we see it all the time in these reality shows. These axe throwing bars. Oh, right? uh, uh, This is what those axe throwing bars want to be. This is what yeah. they wish they could be. Yeah, but here, here's the deal. If you come here, there are people around you who knows what's up. True. And I don't think they'll let you take 10 shots and throw Right. Something. Maybe you have a beer afterwards. Maybe but, afterwards. But, uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, this was very cool. This was American Bumpkin Warrior. Forget American Ninja Warrior. Okay. This was American Hillbilly Warrior. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And, yes, unfortunately, poor Clint, because he looks like he was born to climb these logs. Yeah. He looks like he would be first oh, to yeah. the top, but he's too hungover. Well, I honestly, like watching the pro guys, I almost felt like they have the little, like these little sharpie thingies in their shoes. So they're like bears, like these claws. So they just like yeah, climb, like boop, 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 boop. I feel like they, no, no, they, they were don't wearing have, their own sneakers. But the sneakers weren't inside a type of like claw or grip. You think so? I don't know. Maybe I not. honestly, like, they easy. kind of like run on the tree. It's wild. You need I would to watch, love to try it. You need to watch the competitions. They'll be on like ESPN or Outdoor Network. Do they we are. have ESPN? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We were just watching the Bruins. On oh, it. that's right. Um, Guys, we are not watching the Bruins. It's tied 3-3 and we are not watching. Oh, my gosh. So that we could record this Ugh. because reality TV comes first. 
Very but true. Go bees. It's not a make or break game. Go bees. Go bees. Um, so they finish doing their their lumber activities, their lumber sports. I loved it. And they finish to they finish and sit down to talk. And they at first I was like, why are they breaking off into these strange groups? Right? It was like Jasmine Shack, Nicole and Clint, and then they broke up the couples. They broke up the couples that they could talk about each other. And Jasmine lets us know. She's feeling better about things now after Eris's dinner table speech. You remember they did it on the San Diego one too when they played oh, that dodgeball. Yeah, dodgeball. Oh, and, and Lindy was yeah. like Lindy crying. No, because Miguel was like didn't cheer her on or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I I saw that they broke up. Uh, not surprised. Not surprised or divorced. Not surprised. Okay, back to these guys. Yes, so Jasmine feels better about. What happened with Iris? He was nice to her. Yeah. And too bad he had to go. And apparently we saw that Harris also misses Duchess and Jasmine. I know. He definitely said Duchess. Oh, multiple he's, times. He's trying to play cool guy, tough guy. Oh, I don't miss my woman. Yeah, my dog. Yeah, I miss my <laughs> pup. But I, I don't need my my girl. Of course you do. And, and I, I think he likes her more than he's letting on. Yeah, but, but why doesn't he bang her? Like she, why doesn't he bang She's her? so good looking. She can climb the freaking tree better hot. than everyone else. That was pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. I mean, she. I really like Jia. I would totally be her friend. Okay. She's that, like such a nice chick. That's saying a lot. I like, I like nice people. Okay. So, yeah, she's feeling better about things. Shaq brings up once again how he wishes Kirsten wanted to be mentored by him or wanted to go on his work trips or... Wanted to see him stand in front of the class and do what he does. All he does is wish she was a co-worker, I guess. I guess. But then you should not bang your co- co-workers. Well, you Although, oh, you know, people who do that. Who you did can, that? You, oh, we, we definitely do. But yeah, it's all, I don't understand this. I get being supported and wanting to be supported. But this whole like, I just want her to come to... My job with me. I also, um, maybe he's one of the people who, and don't get me wrong here. I, I don't know if I can actually word my thoughts properly, but I'll try, right? Mm-hmm. We all love being successful and we all love sharing our successes, right? Mm-hmm. But that is, for me, when I do something successful or not so successful, I like talking about it with you. I'm, I like telling you afterwards. I don't need you to... Be there when it's happening, if that makes sense. No, of course not. Unless it's a big deal and I'm maybe one time thing I'm presenting somewhere and there is a chance for you to go, sure. If you're doing like a TED talk, I would go. Yeah, but like if that's your job to go to these colleges and present, I would go once with you or twice, but I wouldn't, why would I go all the time? And I almost feel like then. I would want you to do you and then come home and tell me about it. We can talk about it. Why would I be going there all the time? And maybe this is sound this sounds bad, but he really it almost feels like he wants to flex with what he does. And so she sees him in this whatever light that he thinks, all right, like this is the best version of myself. And I want you to be there and see me all the time. I agree. I think that's primarily what it is. I don't, I think for other people, you might look at the situation and go, oh, he doesn't trust his wife. He, he needs to keep an eye on her. So that's why he wants her to travel with him. But no, I think he wants to flex and show off. Oh, look at me. Oh yeah. 
But also I sit there and scratch my head and go, well, don't you want her to have her own successes? Don't you want her to have her own life? And how can she fully achieve that if she's constantly following you? Yeah. It's it's confusing because I like Shaq, but he needs to ease up with this whole, come on, come to take your wife to work day. Yeah, I, I feel like if she goes sometimes, that's fine, but he cannot expect her to go with him to every event. Yeah, I, I agree. So then Nicole, she brings up how she and Chris are in this love bubble and they're trying to figure out how to move forward after D-Day when it's just them. And we're getting close to D-Day and they still don't have this answer. Seven days. Seven days. And yeah, I, I have thoughts on this that we can dive into a little bit later. Chris tells the group, well, I'm more laid back than Nicole, but I've been trying to get her to a point where we can talk things through. And, and so we don't have to keep belaboring these points and she's getting better. She doesn't keep bringing up the same issues. So that's good. Yeah. I, do you think who, who is more invested in this relationship? Equal, Chris Moore, Nicole Moore. Nicole Moore. Okay. I think so too. But I I do think he's invested. I do think that he's like, oh my gosh, like it's happening for me. After all these broken relationship where I banked three times during a 16 month of relationship going, taking people on a vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Now I have someone who actually wants to be there for me. I think he loves it, but I almost feel like maybe he didn't, I almost feel like he didn't expect to meet someone who will see him in a different light. He, I think he maybe expected someone that, ugh, I'll I'll need to be doing all the nice things again. I'll need to be bending over backwards again. And now there is Nicole saying, dude, actually pause on that. Like take care of yourself. Have fun. Like you don't need to you don't need to try to please everyone all the time. Okay, so maybe did he get a little confidence, a little reassurance, and now goes, oh, maybe. Maybe I can go and find what I'm really looking for. He's made comments before on tape that Nicole's not necessarily his type. He said it once. He said it once, right? So once is more than enough. Once is too much. True, but at the same time, he didn't say it in a bad way necessarily. And he. then he and he told her. It's not like Clint the way Clint made the comment was yeah. bad, right? What Chris said was, yeah, it was nice because he said she's maybe a little thicker mm-hmm. than, I forgot what he, he said. He said thicker and she said, don't say that. I, yeah. I can say it about myself, but don't yeah. ever say and that And she educated me. him and I think he acknowledged it, but. No guy is that thick headed to think that that's a compliment. Well, I, I take that back. In our culture now, people are like, oh yeah, I like thick girls. So I don't know. Maybe he it was depends. confused. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was confused, but. I just think maybe maybe he's not into her at all, but he's trying to be this nice guy. Why aren't you committing to a place or at least coming up with a solution that, no, we're not going to move in together after D-Day, but we will three months from D-Day or six months from D-Day. Well, I also feel like, and maybe it's him still having a little feed of, but if something happens, I make we make all these plans and she says no on decision day. I almost feel like he doesn't want to put the horse in front of the carriage. And I, I, I kind of understand that. I don't. I think Nicole's asking and trying to make these plans as a way to see if Chris is going to say yes on D-Day. 
because she's so in. If if Chris says, oh, yeah, after D-Day, we're going to move into that, this house but together. But he said that. He's like, we'll, we'll find a way. He's just... And she said it, too. She's like, um, we're having a hard time finding a place for us in a good neighborhood and three dogs. I would like to see their search. I don't think it's that hard to find a house. You're not going to find a high-rise apartment. You might not find a condo. But you could find a house to rent, I'm sure. True, but like, think about it. They probably live in different parts of town. Probably. They both have to commute. They want to probably find a safe place. I don't know what their budget is. True. So take all of this into consideration and add three dogs yeah. into the mix. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Gina. Okay. Gina brings up how wasted Clint was last night. Confirms <laughs> how sloshed he was. She's like, I'm surprised he even found the bed. And this was really interesting. And tell me what you think. Because Kirsten goes, you really take good care of him. And Gina goes, yeah, but I don't know if that's attractive. I don't know if this is what any wife wants. To me, this language doesn't seem like it's a one-off incident. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, Clint got wasted this one retreat and I had to take care of him. This seems like this happens weekly, nightly. Every other night. It seems like it it's a more common occurrence than just this retreat. Maybe. I didn't think that. But I also feel like, is it attractive when you're hungover and borderline throwing up? No. But because I love you, if it happens, I'm happy to bring you a towel and some Advil. And I'm fine hanging out with you until you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. I don't find it not attractive because I also know when I do look and feel like shit, I hope you feel the same way. Yeah, I think they you don't like have. Well, <laughs> you say when I look and feel like shit, I hope you feel the same way. I'm like, yeah, you, you look like shit too. I'm kidding. I you're, you're, you're your most adorable when you're, when you're a little hungover and in really? pain. Yeah. Get your ice pack on your head. <laughs> <laughs> you do. But I, it's I like, swap it out in the freezer. Yes, keep it cold. Yeah. Oh, you always take, we care, take of care of me. each other. Yes. The, and the craziest thing about our relationship, not the craziest I was just going to say. One of the best parts of our relationship, we've rarely if ever been hung over at the same time yeah. for whatever reason we'll go out we'll both go hard the next morning it's almost like we take turns one of us will be sick the other will be fine yeah and we could take care of each other very true yeah it's, it's wild it's a it's a wild thing we have but my, my point of the story is that because we have a relationship a loving relationship then I never think like, oh, I have to take care of him. It's not attractive when he's hungover, right? I don't go there. But that's why I think it's a more common occurrence. The way the way Gene is saying, yeah, but is this really what a wife wants? It's not like a one-time thing or a every few months thing. It seems like she's having to do this a lot. That's That's the vibe I'm getting from that type of comment. Well, imagine you're in this loveless marriage. I would probably drink too. Mm-hmm. Probably. So then we get back to the house. Kirsten and Shaq, they break off to talk. And Kirsten wants to know, well, Shaq, what did you say at the group hangout? Enough with Shaq's novelty tees talking about doing good, being nice. Like, ugh. I forget who else was wearing it. He that. was wearing it before. But it's uh, someone on a past season. No. And they were a terrible, Elijah Wan. Elijah Wan would wear these shirts <laughs> that were like, be good, 
Treat oh, your treat your right. wife well. And it was like it was like opposite day. They whatever. also divorced. No surprise there. Yeah, whatever his shirt said, you knew he was doing the opposite. <laughs> what did they call it? They were on the gonjola. Oh the gonjola. Gonjola. Bunch of morons. So basically, Kirsten says the hardest part of our relationship is the communication. And I feel like we gotta have those deeper conversations before D Day. Shaq thinks they are. Yeah. And from what he said, it seems like they're talking way too much. Because he says sometimes we sit and talk until 3 a.m., but I have to get up at 6. Here's what I think about Kirsten. I think she's the type of person that has a certain idea of how deep conversations need to be had. Right? If you're in the car and the radio's on, it's not a deep conversation. If you're cooking dinner and the other person's sitting at the island. It's not a deep conversation. A deep conversation, I need to send you a, a Google calendar invite. <laughs> we need a plan for it. We need to sit down, TV off, on the couch in our in our Sunday best and hash it out. To me, I think she has a very specific idea. And if you're not doing that, if you're just walking down the sidewalk, it doesn't matter what the topic of conversation is. It doesn't count in her mind as a deep conversation. Mm. Well, I can definitely see that. But I also think that she has a very high expectations of what she wants in a marriage. And she keeps saying like, well, I don't know if Shaq will be able to take care of me and do everything I want him to do. And hence the comment about him buying her a house. So are you coming around to my side then? Because I said, I think she was serious when she made those materialistic I comments. I do. I do. I didn't think. Be, I think. That was a little joke, little joking. I think she tested the All waters. All jokes are half truths. Yes. I think she tested the waters because if he said, absolutely, baby, I'm going to buy you a house, she would be like, <laughs> all right. All right. But I think she always dreamed of, okay, I'm successful. I have all this education. I make decent money. I want a man who's going to be more successful, make more mm-hmm. money, just take care of me and buy me all these things, right? Maybe that's her idea. And Shaq is successful and is well-educated. I don't think he's a millionaire, no. but I think he makes decent money he had for a nice what he car. does. I, yeah. was tr- I was trying to see what kind of car. It looked like a Porsche at first, the Porsche SUV. I don't know if it was. But to that point of her being a little more materialistic and Shaq not necessarily being able to provide that for her, maybe that's a reason he wants her to see him at work to prove like, hey, Maybe I'm not making 200000 a year, but come see what I do, how valuable it is, the service I'm providing. Come see how hard I work because maybe I can't shower you with gifts, but I'm still working my ass off here and doing good things. Mm, maybe. Maybe. This is how I look at materialistic things, right? Um, uh, the more basic Louis Vuitton bag is about three-day getaway for us. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. The more fancy one, it's about a week of vacation, like a decent vacation. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take that over a purse. I, I agree. And I'm glad you think that way. Yeah. All right. Then we get Clint and Gina sitting on the balcony. Gina got a little bit of bad news. And I thought this was going to be some tragic news, some family news. Yeah. Some okay. One of her hairstylists quit and she found out via text, classic millennial. Classic millennial. It happens a lot. These aren't I'm actually very pissed about this. And this is a real deal, <laughs> real thing with the salons. Because I've been going to my salon for about two years. I'm on like my fifth stylist because they keep quitting. Sure. 
Sure. And it sucks because then you have to always explain again. But I found a good one now. And she said she's been in the salon for seven years. And I literally told her, I'm like, you better not quit on me the next time I come. But she said, you, don't worry about it. Can't you follow your stylist to wherever she goes? Oh, I've tried. And it was a horrible experience. Why? Because I think the salon I go to uses these more natural dyes that, work for my hair but they're yeah, more expensive i right. do pay a lot for my hair i hate it i went i followed my initial hairstylist she used different products mm-hmm. she rented a little studio she didn't have the hair dryer that she needed so she was putting okay. wet towel wet hot towels on my head for the color to really sing it was a really bad experience and then she charged a lot for it okay i, right. I was very unhappy and i was like that's it. Like I go there for the salon. I get highlights. It's not. It's not that complicated, right? Yeah. So as long as I show the right photo and explain that I want a cool hair, not white, not yellow, not whatever, cool, cool blonde. You're not saying cool like a rad hair. No, I'm saying, saying like, like cool the blonde. Color cool. Yeah, like, like a grayish. Yeah, almost grayish. Yes. Yeah. And as long as they get it right, that's all I need. I go there for the dyes mm-hmm. because. They just, whatever they use is amazing. And I've had bad experiences in the past. Long story short, yes, this is a real thing. Hairstylists keep quitting. Yeah. Well, apparently Julia wants to be her own boss. Classic Julia. And so. That's what happened with all my past hairstylists. That's what happened. It's only happened to me once in New York. I went to the salon on the Upper East Side, went there for two years. Then my stylist moved and started her own thing. And I followed her there. And it sucked, right? It was fine. It was rocky in the beginning. She basically rented a room or a studio yep. inside this larger. They all do. And it was <laughs> rocky because she had to get up and going. She had to pay the bills. Yeah. They didn't, she didn't have running water for like a no. month. Oh. So she took, and this scared the, the living crap out of me. She took a portable like tea, like an elect, electric tea kettle, put hot, put water oh, in it. Oh, no. It, and then she had the, the sink and I put my head back and she poured this like hot tea kettle. Oh. And I was like, this is going to be scalding. This is going to burn my scalp. It was fine. The temperature was perfect. I guess you can adjust it. But it, it was a little rocky for a couple of weeks there. Yeah, no. But she pulled it out. No, well, damn, damn millennials, am I right? Yeah. So Gina is feeling upset because I poured so much of my time and energy and knowledge into Julia. And then she just ups and leaves. I get that too. Like if you spend time training someone, I feel if someone leaves within a year, it sucks. Well, I agree. I think this is also a metaphor for Clint and Gina or Mm. any of these couples. It's like they're pouring themselves into each other. They're investing time and emotion into each other. And then come decision day, maybe they just text you and say, hey, I'm going to be my own boss. I, I don't need you. Anyway, Look at you. So I think it's a little you. bit. Of, I think it's a little bit of a metaphor. It right? is. Right? But Clint is there for her. He's like, "You'll be fine. It sucks, but you are a boss. You'll bounce back. You don't need her. You're better off without her." It was a bonding moment for sure. It was, but again, they are besties. They're like, they're like I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for him. They're not gonna say I do. I know. I mean, I doubt it. I, I, I. I think they could make it work. I know. But they I'm, need to bang. I'm really And they're not going to bang. If they were going to bang, it would be on this trip. But yeah. Clint got too wasted. He probably couldn't get it up. And 
you know how that goes. Yeah. Jason, so. Oh, so, well. Last little outing here we see is Nicole and Chris. They're mini golfing. Have we ever mini golfed? I was trying to think. I have, but no, not us together. No. In our seven years, seven plus, as a couple, we've never done the classic date of a mini golf. No. We've gone to a driving range multiple times. Oh, I like that. But we've never. We've never mini golfed. And this just once again proves my point. Gatlinburg is the Jersey Shore of Tennessee. Absolutely. I I think we definitely want to go back because we talk about us, we hike, and the Smokies are amazing. Yeah, and I'm going to do lumber sports. But, but I was going to say, if we do go to Gatlinburg, I do want to do the lumber sports. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe this ice cream themed mini golf. I don't love mini golf. No, I, don't di- I don't dislike it at all. Because you get out to drink while you mini golf. I'm sure there are places you can drink. If there is a place I can drink, then maybe. But I used to go with the kids. Or when I was a kid, my parents used to take me. Uh-huh. Every public swimming pool in the Czech Republic has mini golf. Really? Every freaking summer. I spend my summers in the public swimming pool with my parents, my grandma, mm-hmm. and other family friends. Mini golfing all the time. Mini golf, mini golf, mini golf. Maybe that's why I don't love it because I've done it so much hmm. as a kid. Our mini golf situations here are just like mini golf, batting cages, sometimes bumper boats, just like all together. No public pool. What is Usually. bumper boats? Bumper boats? You know what bumper cars are? Yeah. That, but in a giant pool. What? That exists? Oh, yeah. There is and one. what was the other thing you said? Batting cages. What's that? You know a batting cage. Well, no. Um... It's a cage, and then there's a machine that pitches either softballs or baseballs. Oh. And then you you swing and you try. Yeah, I've never been, never done that either. We could do that. I would like to go to a little, the tiny cars that you you race inside. You're in the car, you're driving? Yeah. Oh, go-karts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, But they, they did the mini golf, and the only thing... To note here is Nicole's competitiveness. I didn't like it. I think it went a little too far. I don't like when people aren't good at something and then they just give up. Just try, especially if you think you're competitive. Try. Not even that, but I I'm also competitive, but I also love having fun. And I really suck at a lot of things. I'm really bad at sports, but I I'm really bad at singing. But I love doing it. And when I love doing something, I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah, at least just put an effort in. If you oh, suck, I always do. If you suck at something and then you just put zero effort in, it's fun for nobody. Try to get better, you'll get better. Yeah, unless there is something I absolutely don't want to do. Like, I hate arcades. I think it's dumb. Okay. But if you were there, I'd at least hope you would try. I have done it. We went yeah. once with oh, yeah. friends. <laughs> it was fine. Give me a drink and I'll hang out, hang out and chat. Yeah. It's just not something I would want to do, but I wouldn't have an attitude about it. I think Nicole just cats in her head like ah i'm not good about this i don't want to do this yeah yeah all right let's take a quick break Teresa. okay we will tell you about our sponsor for this episode and we'll be back in a second and we're back hello jonathan guess who else is back Teresa? who eris is back yeah he this is where we see him say how he actually missed his wife well he was like i was like he's like uh, you know, I, I miss the whole, like, um, like you and like a duchess and, um, head on the floor. Dude, just say you miss them. Yeah. He, he is somebody 
And we heard, I think it was Dr. Pepper, one of the experts this episode, just gave a talking head and said, you guys are on this retreat. We've put them on this retreat because who can help them more than people who are going through the same experience? It's like, they're not trained professionals, DP. Mm -hmm. They need some professional intervention. And Eris is a prime candidate and he needs more than just a poppin' every month. He needs someone to help him get in touch with his feelings so he can express his love and affection for his wife, not just be like, uh, I missed the hair on the floor. Horrible. Horrible. But poor Jasmine. Horrible. Is like, <laughs> poor Jasmine's like, oh, he missed me. <laughs> Did he ever give his duchess? I don't know. I th- I think he may be growing attraction toward Jasmine. He's just so disconnected from his feelings. You watch this scene. They're playing Connect Four. He can't make eye contact with Jasmine. She's saying things like, oh, we did this lumberjack games. I climbed higher than everyone. And he just goes, oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's so disconnected, which is ironic because they're playing Connect Four. And... I thought they playing tic-tac-toe. I think it's Connect Four. What's what's Connect Four? You're trying. You're dropping these little discs into. I have that game at home. You're trying to connect four in a row. Tic-tac-toe is three in a row. Really? Connect Four is four in a row. <laughs> so dumb. I think I, this is Connect Four. I call it tic-tac-toe. Okay. Maybe it's tic-tac-toe-toe. Maybe, maybe. Either way, he's so dismissive. Of Jasmine trying to trying to brag a little bit, but in a fun way. And like, oh, I missed you. I wish you were there. I wish you saw me. And he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, he sucks. So then Jasmine's like, oh, well, let me try a different tactic. Instead of kind of talking about myself, let me talk about you. And she says, oh, you know, I was really impressed. And so was everyone else when you gave that dinner table speech. And he doesn't even look up from the Connect Four board and says, my goal was to make you cry. And I did. He's such Come an Come on, ass. man. Ah, uh, I feel bad for Jasmine. She deserves someone much better, and I said it from the start. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I will say, the two couples that I think this retreat helped the most, Gina and Clint. Yes. They were forced to sleep in the same bedroom, which is important mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. them. So I think that helped there. And I think it helped Eris and Jasmine. He had that breakthrough at the dinner table, then he had to leave and... They missed each other. I think it helped them the most. Will they say yes on D-Day? I don't know, but I think it was positive for both of them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Eris is back, but Shaq, now he has to leave early for work. And Kirsten wants to go with him voluntarily. So he's so happy. Ring the alarm, shower him. He's so happy. It is music. To Shaq's ears. He's so excited. He's packing her stuff for her. He's like, here we go. Well, let's go. And that's what she loves. She's like, oh, you're even packing my stuff. (laughs) They're having the best time. This is the moment. Yeah, this is it. But before they take off, they have one more final family dinner. And I have to say, say what you want about Clint, but his cooking is fire. I wrote it down. If you weren't such a fantastic chef. Oh, thank you. I would marry Clint. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that enough? Like, this guy leaves you at the full belly, takes care of you. He's everything I feel like you would want in a husband. You have that, but sure. I do. Yeah. Like when you wake up and you're like, oh, I would like to get some scones and make you scones. That's very true. Sometimes I wake up with a sweet tooth. 
And Teresa snaps into action. She bakes scones because you also have a sweet tooth. I feel like we're we're connected in that sense where if I'm in the mood for something, you're also in the mood for it. Yeah. And so then you're you're down to make it. You just need to find a better way to store it because when we made the, when I made the scones, the next day they weren't good. And I think it was the way of us storing them. I wouldn't know Teresa because I woke up the next day really had a hankering for a scone. No, when- no. It was two days after. Okay, that would have, wouldn't have been I good. I was really looking forward to a scone after my gym session. Opened up the cabinet. Nothing there. Opened up the fridge. Nothing there. Where did these scones go? There's about six left. Where did these scones go? My wife couldn't have eaten them all. Could she have? No, I had one. It wasn't good. She had one, so she threw them out. Threw them out, guys. Can't even let me taste one for myself to decide? We have to find a better way of store these. Yeah, storm in my belly. (laughs) All right. So they sit down for dinner and Shaq asks everyone, what what you guys take away from this weekend? And they kind of pop around and everyone says something. And Eris says, well, I learned to take things one day at a time, things that haven't been great, well, try not to think about them and think. don't try to think about the future. Just try to win today, which is sound advice. Yes, and then Jasmine whips out the car deck that, that kept them busy on the ride home. I mean, yeah. on the ride there. The, the, yes, the car game, the car game card game. And let me ask you this. Do you buy that they each picked the card? Because I almost feel like they each looked and found the card that, almost forced them to talk about the issue that like the hanging hanging uh, sword in on on top of them i think is that a check saying there is a there was this it's in the bible the i hang, think oh, or, did you read it since our last podcast no what i remember it's called damoclove match mm-hmm. so it's like a Damoc- damocles's sword okay and I forgot what it's about, but it's something that it's hanging on top of you. If you fuck up, it falls. Ooh, it's like a guillotine almost. Almost. Um, But I I think they sourced these cards for sure because we saw them go through the deck in the car and some of them are like, tell me what you do the first 30 minutes of the day. And that wouldn't play here. So, yeah, I definitely think they picked them out. Yeah, because this was literally they picked the questions that they needed to answer nicole asks chris what do you like most about me and what do you like least and i thought this is gonna be a shit show because i don't think she can take criticism I luckily would agree. she didn't have to chris says what i like the least is how you're so hard on yourself baby why are you, and so, everyone, why are you so hard just love yourself justin bieber just love yourself why are you so hard what i like the most how caring and compassionate you are so then Chris, Chris asks Nicole the same questions. And Nicole says, well, what I like least, you put everyone above you. Do you? He has manipulated and brainwashed people into thinking he puts everyone above himself and he does not. I can't think of one example of him doing that. I don't think he brainwashed anyone. I, I don't think that's it's, if, his if, personality. It's if but you say something enough, it becomes true. And he I said guess. it enough, it becomes true. I can't believe Nicole said it because it's like, well, where is your dog, Nicole? Where's your dog? I have a, uh, where's, where's the lease that the two of you signed when D-Day 
comes. Well, this one I wouldn't give him that much. Again, there is a lot to figure out. They still have to get through decision day. Okay. Where is the shirt he refused to wear during the housewarming party? Oh, that was just him being boring. But that's that's not putting people above you. Putting people above you is, you know what? I don't want to wear this shirt, but I will. The shirt was much better than everything else in his closet, so. Yeah, so the cringe to the nth degree, but okay. Yeah. What I like most is you make everyone feel comfortable. You're the loveliest man in the world. Okay. Mm, sure. Okay. Sure, Nicole. Shaq asks Kirsten, favorite imperfection, which is a fun one. I thought she's going to say that he's bold. Oh, that was good. she said... That you're perfect, but she kind of LOL'd it. I was like, come on, you can't say that. I yeah. was pissed for half a second. But then she goes, no, seriously, you're listening, but it's improving. You, you could listen better, but it's improving. Mm. And then Shaq says his favorite imperfection. You used to not be able to think. You would just be overwhelmed. But now you take your time. You don't overanalyze. I'm like, I don't know if that, that answers answering the question. Like, right? I don't know if that answers the question at all. John, what's your favorite imperfection of mine? Ooh. Don't say my English. That's probably what I would say. <laughs> That's probably what I would say. Um honestly, can I give you um, probably honestly, and you're putting me on the spot here, but I guess they were put on the spot too. You're gonna think I'm lying. Uh, okay. You're singing. <laughs> It's god-awful, Teresa, but I absolutely adore it. I love it so much. I love when you do karaoke, and I like that it's bad. Because well, that's good. It, it, it shows the confidence, and it shows you're just willing to have fun, and you don't take yourself too seriously. I love your bad singing. I'm scared, I love it. I'm scared to ask you yours of, of me. My favorite imperfection of you Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. How could you ask? Uh, you made me say one and you're not going to say <laughs> one? <laughs> My favorite imperfection of yours is... That's the question. Probably. I love your style, but you keep buying too many shirts. Oh. I don't think and it's a favorite like, imperfection. It I is think. because I love it. Oh, okay. You get all new clothes. You look snatched. All the time, but then I have no place to put it. Hmm. Okay. I put you on the spot. I don't think that's a great one. That's not a, a great one. Maybe your favorite imperfection is how much I correct you. Or not correct <laughs> you, but. You help. You help How me. honest I am with you, I should You're say. You're very, 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 very honest. Very honest. Are you okay over there? You're like. <laughs> I got really badly sunburned up. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 chest itches. Yeah, she's like putting her hands down her shirt and <laughs> upper shirt and behind her back. It's very hard to concentrate. Well, I have to put the aloe vera that you made. Oh yeah, guys, I made my own aloe vera, <laughs> which is exciting. It is exciting. It's very good. Pretty exciting. All right. Uh, the other question, Eris asks Jasmine, "What do you think the hardest thing for me is?" And Jasmine says, "You look for something to be wrong, and you get in your own way." which I can see. And Eris says the hardest thing for you is speaking up. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, what a fun card. The card Clint pulls. When do I hurt you? The most. When do I hurt you the most? And I was literally Ooh. like, oh, my gosh. Now is the time for her to, like, throw it back, 
put it in his face so he really understands how bad it was. But she didn't. No, I think what she said makes a lot of sense. She goes, I don't think I feel hurt, but when you speak, I want you to speak with the goal of me understanding. Yeah, not that's true. You, not you explaining. And I think that's just, it's such an interesting distinction that I think we can all use in our lives. Yeah. Of think about your audience. Think about who you're talking to and how you're speaking to them. Yeah. Are you just speaking the way you would speak to yourself or are you speaking the way you would speak to who you're speaking to? I actually thought of my favorite imperfection of yours. Thank I, God, I need- because me buying too many shirts was terrible. <laughs> I, know. I, I feel like people aren't even going to think we're married with an answer like that. No, I just needed a second. You know okay. what my favorite imperfection of you is? Now I'm nervous, though. That you, in a way, you keep us and me on track when it comes to podcasting and doing certain things because I'm, I'm more loosey-goosey and I get stressed out. And then why is my favorite imperfection of yours is because I always get upset. I get mad at you for like do forcing, like forcing us to do something that I know that we have to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, I get upset at the moment and I get annoyed and I get emotional and I hate it. You say emotional, but then now I'm saying it. But in the same time, it's a good thing. Okay. Does it make sense? Yeah. To you? I don't Again, think it's going to make sense a, to you guys. But I don't think it's an imperfection. Though. It is. See, as I'm explaining myself, I'm like, no, this is the imperfection is my need to constantly like not correct, but I feel like redefine for something that makes sense to me. But again, going back to Gina, it's like, no, if it makes sense to you, that's the most mm-hmm. important part. Okay. So your your favorite imperfection of me is that I that I get shit done. Yeah, and I do too, but in my own way. But your way is a little more um what's the word? Efficient. <laughs> okay. And I always get mad, but then I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I'll take that one. I like that more than I have a large but you shirt do collection. Have, you, you do have too many shirts. Okay. Guys, the amount of John's shirts is out of control. Okay. Um, Gina says her, her answer <laughs> about make me understand. And then Clint says, well, for me, I, I'd say you're on your phone. All the time. Uh, that would bother me. Yeah. Gina's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I'm working on it. I'll, I'll be better. Whatever happened to just cards against humanity or what do you mean? Like, what are these cards? These are relationship ruining cards. Yeah, I don't like it. Play what do you mean? I love that game. What do you mean? I was just going to do it. Uh, we have the what do you mean 90 day fiance sure edition that we never play. We did it once on the live when we yeah. did Instagram lives. Guys, we we're too busy. We gotta, we'll do a live soon because they were so much fun. But we're so busy now. So busy. We, we, we used to do them every Sunday night. Yeah, but now every Sunday night we podcast. Right. That was pandemic times too. Yeah. We were all at home. No one could go out. Yeah. We needed to talk to people. That was fun. That was a good time. We'll, we'll fire back up at some maybe for like the three year anniversary that's coming up oh my gosh yeah we we definitely will in a couple months yeah all right hot tub time everyone piles in clint's feeling better because he's back on that champagne he pops open the bottle sprays the champagne everywhere like he just won the super bowl and then just swigs it right from rips it right from the bottle 
Yes, and sits in the jacuzzi and it's like, so what's the weirdest place you had sex in? <laughs> I almost feel like that's something you say when you want to say, when you want Completely, to flex. You, yes, you want to give the answer. This oh, was, yeah. He didn't get the cards he wanted, so now he's got to ask his own questions. <laughs> and yeah, what was the weirdest, wildest place you've ever had sex? Nobody wants to answer. So he's like, all right, I will. Well, no, Gina was like, well, it seems like you have something in mind. <laughs> At the base of a lifeguard stand in Florida. Okay, couple questions. Why not on top of it? Okay, good question. Why is that crazier than just saying, because it wasn't on top of it, why is saying at the base of a lifeguard stand in Florida, why is that crazier than just saying on the beach? Was there a lifeguard on duty? Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Did he bang the lifeguard? Like, why Ooh. Why it being at the base of the stand? <laughs> if it was me, if it was, in my mind, it's nighttime. They leave a bar and they go to the beach and they bang it out. I would just be like, oh, sex on the beach. Because it makes it more interesting. No, it doesn't. Especially, also, he said at the it base was, of a lifeguard stand doesn't make it, unless, again, there was a lifeguard sitting there. Yeah, I don't know. I think he thought it was more fun to say it than just saying sex on the beach. Because that's so okay. basic. It's a drink, too. It is a drink. All right. Um, you're right. Maybe. Colin, let us know your thoughts of, we're not playing this game, Therese. Therese just gave me this look like. <laughs> oh, no. Therese is like, share your wildest place. No, I don't want to. No. It's probably with me, so. Of course. TMI of for course. you guys. You already know, Therese. You already know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I so know. Oh, I was kind of joking. I was half oh, joking. I definitely know. Saying, yeah. Huh. Um, Chris and Nicole get in bed. And here we go again. Chris brings up. How Nicole said, you know, you brought up how I always put people first. He loves to say it. He'll find any reason to bring it up. You hate Chris? Oh, no. I hate this persona. I hate that he's trying to be the victim. Oh, Nicole, remember this afternoon when you brought up that I always put other people before me? Remember when you said I put other people before me? What can I do? How can I put myself first? Bob. I do think she likes it. I do think she likes that he puts others first. He doesn't. I know he doesn't. Give me one example. Dog gate, lease gate, uh, the shirt gate at the housewarming party. He does not put other people first. He did the scavenger hunt for her. (laughs) I'm kidding. That was a bullshit scavenger hunt. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, but I do believe that she enjoys this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, here's what I'm going. Oh, I'm gonna tell you when he put her first. Putting, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. But she wants to be silly, and he does not. But he goes with it, and it's not silly; it's dumb. But at first, he's like, "No, why would I do this? This is stupid." If he was such a giver, he'd just be like, "Okay, bury, bury his feelings, bury his true feelings deep no, down, and just he get can in say that- how you feel." You can and you should, but I'm saying he's parading around like all he does is put other people first. I feel like someone who would really embody that personality would just be like, okay, sure. And then deep down be like, why the fuck am I doing this? But he's like, no, this is stupid. Why would I do this? All right, fine. It's like, that's not, Mm. that's not the persona he's trying to portray. But what I think is when, when Chris is like, well, how do I, how do I put myself first? 
Nicole is like, you should hang out with your friends or you should take some alone time. I'm starting to think maybe she feels like Chris is too needy because mm. the whole conversation is basically her telling him, get away from me once in a while. Go hang out with your friends. Even if you're alone on video chat, go be with someone else besides me. Well, I guess it makes sense for them because they know they've known each other for not even two months. Like we grew right. into wanting to be together all the time. We right. wanted to get all the time since the day, day one. Mm-hmm. We grew into that. So if they're doing it, I think especially with this experience, they do need some long time for sure. Okay. Then we see Clint and Gina the next morning having some coffee on the balcony, talking about the weekend. Clint thinks the whole weekend was great. Gina enjoyed it too, the dinner parties, being able to give each other life advice. And again, I'll just say it. I think they benefited the most from this couple's retreat. True. And who benefited ultimately is everyone from Clint's cooking. Oh, yeah. Because he's making breakfast and it looks great. Pancakes, waffles, eggs, fruit. Mm-hmm. Give me. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see the dinosaur. Yeah, it's like, oh, I love dinos too, but... I mean, there must be a time and place for this. So let's say if they got drunk and discussed Jurassic Park or something ridiculous, right? With dinosaurs. Yeah. Not that Jurassic Park is ridiculous. But then you bring this up, sure. Out of nowhere to be silly. And I hate the word silly. Mm, okay. It's just ridiculous. We do inflate our dinosaur once a year on Halloween. But it makes sense because it's our Halloween decoration. Yeah, yeah. I think we do a lot of things to be silly, you and I. It's not performative. It's always for us, just the two of us. Yeah, but we don't go. I I never tell you, hey, John, do you want to create a song and be silly? Right. I hate that. Okay. But if I'm like, hey, and we start jamming and come out with a song. Right. Yes. I just, I hate to label something when people say, oh, let's be silly. It's like, oh, just be silly. Just be right. silly. Be authentically yeah. silly. Don't force it. You're yeah. right. The the thing that I found interesting here, though, is because she's like, well, let's let's dress up like dinosaurs. Let's be silly. Chris doesn't want to, but reluctantly gives in. It's kind of a catch-22 because Nicole was saying, Chris, you should stand up for yourself. You should put yourself first. Don't just please others. But then when he says, no, I don't want to do this, she forces him to do it. Oh, yeah. So on one hand, it's like, no, you you do you. Be yourself. Stand up for yourself. And on the other hand, it's, no, you're going to get in that dinosaur costume and we're going to be silly, Chris. <laughs> I also feel like it's, everyone felt awkward about this because yes. she's trying to do raw. She's like, Wah. You need it's to like, own it. You do need to own it. You know who owned it? Not Chris. He was just like. This was her idea. This was her idea. He's like, I hate it. This was her idea. Kristen, when she showed up as Mitch on the San Diego retreat. Totally. Yes. You need to go all in. Yeah. And then everyone can laugh at it. Otherwise, everyone just feels uncomfortable because you're clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. And it almost made sense because that was such him. It was so him what she did. Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. I forgot his name. This is just... Okay, oh, you're being silly, and it's dumb, but sure. Yeah, so then the episode just ends with everyone eating breakfast and Clint asking, what do you guys need as you move toward decision day? 
And Eris says, I want Jasmine to speak her mind. Jasmine says, Eris, keep creating a safe space for me to speak up. Chris says, for me, it would be not questioning things and no more dinosaur outfits. And then Nicole goes, just continue being you, letting me be me. Gina goes, I think I would need to step up in the communication, which is happening. And then let's just cherish those moments. And Clint says, continue to be open-minded and vocalize. And any issues that arise, let's solve them as a couple. Nice. It was a happy ending. Yes, but again, there is no drama with these guys. Mm-mm. No drama whatsoever. No, no because, our, because our drama king and queen called it quits episode five. Yeah. Uh. I think they were on, or at least I think Mac was on After Party. But yeah. We didn't watch. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. They still have about two to three episodes to surprise I want to say there's two for sure. There's next week, which is like everyone getting back and, and working through their feelings. And then there would be decision day. But there could be one more between. Well, I felt like there was something about, oh, let's follow the drama after decision day. Well, there's reunions. Hmm. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. All right. That's that's a wrap on the retreat. It was a lovely cabin. Would love to Ooh. check it out. It was a lovely day at the lumber park. Oh, that Would was love fun. love to check it out. So it was, a, it was a fun episode to watch. Yeah. Fun to talk about. And that is that. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Join us on the Patreon for that bonus content that premium content that seeking brother the the content's too hot to put on the free feed Mm -hmm. so it's on the patreon at the at the cousins club and family affair level it's seeking brother husband it's love and paradise it is hot patreon.com slash married to reality thank you again for the reviews if you haven't left one please do and just make sure you're following the podcast wherever you listen it's so easy to do you look down you smash that follow button guys smash it like it's it's hot is the what do you call the the lumberjacking place? Mm-hmm, the lumberjacking place. Yes, you got that right. All right, not think of the proper name. All right, lumber sports. <laughs> that is it. I have said it all. Have you said it all? I've said it all. You sure have. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.